another MLW episode, another problematic episode. This one has, well usually, let me just say it, um, I've said regularly, haven't I, that some of the wrestling in MLW episodes, either Fusion or Azteca, has been really good. And I've really liked it, and I wish they'd concentrate on it. It's just that they keep relying on these angles, which don't really do anybody any good. They just seem really hokey, really usual, done before, and not really well presented either. This episode, we've got a lot of hokey angles that are not very well done, they're done before, not very well presented. And then in the ring, they've not got a lot of good action either. Let me take you through what happens, and then you might see. Matt Kruger's on first, so he's... He's saying hello to MLW Wrestling, everybody, but uh, can't really hear him. First, we've got Bud Heavy. Um, I thought he was supposed to be in a tag team with Niles Garvin. So, is, is that not a thing anymore? He's on his own anyway, versus Killer Cross. This won't last very long. It doesn't. Killer Cross smacks him up. Killer Cross... Killer Crust, the bread-based wrestler, just um, smacks him up with the, uh, the crumpet to the face. The crumpet crusher. And um, then he puts him in the toast rack. <laughs> See? Anyway, no, he doesn't. He just smacks him up, basically. He looks really weird with hair, does Killer Cross. But um, anyway, we know what's going to happen here. He is going to be, because he always is, some kind of unbeatable heel that then gets beaten. Then we've got a really weird segment with the Von Erichs and the Mortons. Um, the, it's Ricky Morton and his, and his, his son talking to uh, Marshall and um, the other one. Um, they're sort of in the parking lot in the evening. I don't know. I don't know how they've come across each other, but they, you know, uh, um, Ricky points to the um, the knee brace, or you know, oh, what's he doing in knee? And, oh yes, it's not very nice. It doesn't talk like that, but you know what I mean. Then they say, we would jump from the back by 5150. Then what they do, because it's really obvious, but they sort of go around, the, the camera goes around the back while they all turn their backs on the camera. And Ricky Morton says, look at the beautiful skyline. So we see them from the back thinking, I wonder if they're going to get beaten up. Then they go back to the front. I wonder if they're creeping up on them now. They're not. If you're going to tease that, it needs to be a bigger tease if you're not going to follow through with it. So we're just left with a bit of boredom, really. And they didn't get, they didn't get beaten up, and uh, now they're going. <clears throat> Hammerstone gets to do some work, and he gets to beat some people up because he's not had the chance to do that for a long time. In the back, of course, he's looking for holiday. So it's not as if he's beating up anybody who's really tough or anything, because holiday is not, he's not seen as tough. But at least he's not being beleaguered by lots of other people who are making him look like a very weak champion. So we weren't sure, of course, whether he'd be there at all. Because if he's not there, Cesar told us last week, if he, if he wasn't there, he's going to hold the belt up. And he's leaning into the camera with his, with his big smiley mouth going, ha, ha, ha. It's terrible the work he does. I'm sorry, I've finally realised it's shocking. And I'll tell you why later on. So... They, were, they should have teased out, well, will he be here? And he should have turned up right at the end. But no, he turns up really near the beginning. Holiday's on his way out to tell us something, to give us some kind of announcement, and he beats him up on the, on the walkway. Well, he is here. Oh, right, we're only about five minutes in. 
or you know, a little, little more than that. Why don't you leave it till the end? Looks like he's not come here. Looks like he's not going to be. I'm going to hold up the. Oh, there he is, and he's beating you up. That would, you know, it's easy to book this, isn't it? <clears throat> now to the highlight of the whole thing, the whole program, which is Lost Parks endorsing their cantina. And you know, to say that this is the best segment of the whole program really tells you something, doesn't it? A customer complains, he says there's not enough chilli sauce. They say, oh, let's say, let me have a look. They throw it in his face, of course, beat him up, shouting, idiot, eat it. He's covered in chilli sauce, and they turn to the camera and say, real apologies, much apologies, we are here to serve you. That's great, it's really nice. And the best work that Lost Parks have done since they came to MLW, I must say. As far as segments go, it's all downhill from here. Because now we've got Niles Garvin, who I, I don't really like. He's, he's a shoutier version of Mance Warner. Basically, that's it. But he's fighting Gangrel. Now, he wanted somebody who he could have a real fight with. So they bring out Gangrel. Now, I like David Heath. I said so when I reviewed CCW recently. But he's lost a step or two in the ring, and it's not surprising. So Mance Warner is limited anyway. It's basically punches. They go to the outside. Gangrel cuts it. Cuts Niles Garvin's head, busts him open, bites him. His impaler still looks good, though. He gets some height on it. That's good. But the match, it's no good. Now, you know what I was saying earlier on about, about Cesar not being very good? Well, um, that's shown. In fact, it's writ large. I wish it was writ a bit larger in the next little sequence because he's in his office. And again, can't hear him. I turned it up. Can't hear him. He's in there. Um, with TJP. I can hear TJP. I'm wondering if the mic's a bit... It's not low enough. Well, I suppose he's sitting down there standing up, so it could be. But project, Cesar. And you've got NJ and Duca in there for all the good that'll do. can hear him, but I can't hear what Cesar's saying. Later on, they said, we heard it from Cesar Duran. I didn't. Didn't hear anything he said. And it was a long, long segment. Okay. Hammerstone attacks Holiday in the back, as usual. He attacks his back, actually, in the back, and walks away. And apparently, VIP ticket holders can get a lucha lunch and a tour of Cesar's office. So, what you might be able to see is his hidden microphone under the desk. Oh, no, he hasn't got a hidden microphone, because you could never hear him. Right. Then we've got a very odd little sequence with Savio Vega. I mean, really, it's their because they want to show Microman again, because he was popular. He, come, he pops out of a case in Cesar Duran's office. However, Savio Vega walks into Cesar Duran's office, he's left the office, and considering he's doing lots of dodgy deals and shady deals, he leaves the office door open, because that is just the way you want to do things when you're security conscious, isn't it? Okay, here's, the, here's your main event. It's Mads Kruger and um, Jacob Fartu. And it's the stairway to hell match. That just means there's a big ladder and some weapons above the ring. Just a couple, actually. An iron bar and a, a, a wooden stick with barbed wire attached to it. It's nothing to write home about. This match is okay, though, actually, because you know they can both go. It's just that Mads Kruger can't be heard. But, but I mean, Fartu is a lot better than Kruger, let's face it. He hits a really nice uh, pop-up Samoan drop, which he does really well. This is after Kruger's got to the to the um, the weapons first, and he wants to get the uh, 
the, the metal bar. Can't get it off. It's really well tied, say the commentary team. Look, if you're a big burly bloke with big muscles, you just rip that thing down, don't you? You don't try to untie it. I can't get it off. Can't. Or as Kruger would say, oh, 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 oh. I can't hear you. We don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, then we get sort of get, get. Oh, by the way, there's a very good moon salt onto the ladder, which is on Kruger from um, from Jacob Fatu, because he can really do all this. Kruger, not so much. Although he does smack him with a chair. That's about the limit of what you've got there, actually. He uh, he lands heavily on a on a ladder later on. Sold it very well, did Kruger. So that was good. Not seen him done that before. And then. Uh, Fatu gets the stick with the barbed wire. He gets it much easier than Kruger got his and smacks him on his head. Uh, he's cut open, which is, you know, it's it's something. It's it's a, you know, it's a blade. It's not a blade job. It's, it's from the barbed wire. So there's a reason for it. And then one of the moves of the match is, get this, a coast to coast with a chair to Mads Kruger's face. That is very, very nice. A chant, we want tables. Fatu's happy to oblige. There's a massive superplex from Kruger. This was a good move for him, actually. Off the top of the ladder, through the table. The ladder is about 20 feet high, you'll know that. So it looks great. There's a kind of black hole dump rather than slam from Fatu. He's probably getting a bit tired by this time. Then Akira Kwan's out. Distraction. Fatu turns around. Either Kruger throws something at him or jabs him in the face. I don't know what happens. Anyway, he then hits his face first dump for the pin. That's it. It's the pin. Done. And that should be the end of it. But Kruger wants to tell us something. And it, and it goes like this. Can't hear him. Can't hear him. Get the mask sorted. At least get some kind of mouth hole. Don't want to hit that. I don't have to say the word mouth hole again. But at least... Let's let's hear him. It's been so long since he's been here. It's been a year. I've never heard what he said. Fatu comes after him afterwards, and that's the end of that match, but it's not the end of the programme, because Hammerstone is calling out Holiday's name. Then Holiday is seen behind a pillar, sort of taking a breather, as if he didn't hear someone just round the corner shouting his name. Maybe he had his earbuds in. I do not know. But, um... It becomes a bit odd because Hammerstone then rips his clothes off. So Holiday's running out to the limo in shoes, socks and some underwear. And it, it, it's supposed to be funny, but it, it's just not. Holiday's better when he's allowed to do stuff and when he's not written for. In fact, the whole thing will be better if it was not written for. I don't know who's writing it, but they really should be questioned. Another poor episode... See what happens next week. Ta-ta.